Welcome to the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is where accomplishment and harmony coexist. Now, here's your host and Spa Life curator, Diane Halfman. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is a lifestyle that accepts that accomplishment and harmony coexist. The spa and spa life, the SPA, is for seek power always, to stand in that power that you were here to have. I am so thrilled to have my special guest today, Cynthia Joliker, who was born and raised in Oklahoma and spent 30 years in the Silicon Valley. She was in tech and raised four children, and she recently moved back to Mount Ockham, where she's with her horse and her dogs and her cats, and you are going to be so surprised about her, her path, and how she has stood in her power and how you can too. So stay tuned and be here with us. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Diane. I've been looking forward to this just with tremendous excitement. So it's great to finally be here. Oh, thank you so much. You know, people may not know about you that you are a certified personal defense readiness coach. And this is so important for people to be able to stand in their power and when situations come up to actually know what to do. And you have a fourth degree black belt. So you are an all around girl who's got tools in her pocket to, to make things happen. Now, I would love for you to share, like, what is your path? I mean, a lot of people know that I was a, a police officer and I've been trained and, and I'm, you know, one of the big reasons about having this show is about people standing in their power. You know, what was your path and what led you to be this kind of coach? Well, it goes way back to when I was in my early 20s, and I used to love going out to dance and go to nightclubs and dance with my friends. And there was one night where my friends and I came out after a great night of fun, and as we were walking to the car, we got mugged by two men with guns. And, you know, in that experience, I felt so powerless and vulnerable and I didn't know what to do. Like the only thing I could do was just comply and hope that things didn't go really south. And we were super lucky that all they did was take our, you know, our jewelry and our watches and money and they didn't want anything else. But I came out of that experience just not knowing how to live so that that didn't happen again. And that really kicked off that whole journey of figuring out like, how can you be safe just in your everyday life. And why the heck didn't I know what to do? I mean, I was in my early 20s and I never learned a darn thing about how to navigate through life and not get into situations like that. So yeah, I love this conversation, (laughs) right? Because people who are listening, in fact, I would like for the listeners to think right now, if something happened to you, would you know what to do? And what are your instincts? And what is it that you are doing that would allow you to be safe? So Cynthia, you know, jump in here about, I know you help people a lot about discovering how to deal with danger, you know, the inborn strengths, because sometimes we feel like we have to have that black belt. And even though it's great that you have that, there are a lot of like simpler tools that people can do to actually stay safe. So let's talk a little bit about that path. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that was what I learned was I went into martial arts thinking that I was learning self-defense. And along the way, yeah, I mean, along the way, like I had a ton of fun and I was doing physical fitness types of things and, you know, I loved it. But there was this little creeping doubt in the back of my head that I was going to be able to pull any of that off if, you know, somebody popped up in my house in the middle of the night or in a grocery store parking lot, you know, after I went shopping. And it was 
sort of a coincidence, <laughs> but not really, that I crossed paths with somebody who had built a whole system that was based on what the human body is actually designed to do. And so that was a huge shift because I realized that real world self-defense has absolutely nothing to do with martial arts. You know, they're not incompatible at all. But that's where I've spent the last, I don't know how many years, is in that whole world of what are we as human beings designed to be able to do to protect ourselves? And how can we tap into that? Because the cool thing is, it's always with us, right? It's not a thing we have to have in our pocket. You know, it's not something we have to memorize and become a master of. And you don't have to do what I did and spend 20 years getting a fourth degree black belt in order to be safe because you can do it today. Right, right. And this is so important to know like these just integral details. I mean, I know you have programs, you know, Mm -hmm. I do retreats around this. I mean, we are so passionate about people feeling safe in their life and things that come up in and around fear. And one of the things, you know, you've got some great uh, techniques and tools around dealing with fear. And I'd love for you to share some of that. Yeah, that's one of the most important parts about how do you get through a situation or in fact, even avoid it in the first place is really understanding what fear is and not being afraid of it in the first place. So accepting it as a tool. The first place I start is with a fabulous book by Gavin DeBecker called The Gift of Fear. And I would recommend that to absolutely everybody to read because it'll really shift your relationship to fear. Mm, The second thing is to recognize that, you know, there's physiological fear, which is what happens to your body when you get startled and scared. And that's the, you know, the heart rate and, you know, the auditory exclusions and things like that. You're familiar with those, I'm sure. But there's also this massive area of mental management of fear because it's the thoughts that we're thinking. It's what we're visualizing. It's the beliefs that we hold. And so in the moment, you need to be aware of what's going on mentally. In fact, even prior to the moment, if you've gone through a process of visualizing scenarios and creating what we call mental blueprints of how you might get through them, it really helps you get out of a fear loop where you're just kind of going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's happening? What can I do? Oh no. You know, you got to get out of that loop. And if you've thought about it ahead of time, a particular scenario and come up with a plan, you get out of it much faster. Yeah. But also just addressing possible beliefs that you have. So for example, a lot of people hold the belief that if I get shot, I'm going to die. And that's actually not true. You know, there's plenty of evidence and I bet you've even seen this, you know, of people getting shot and just continuing to act. And so as long as we're holding that as a belief, if somebody has a gun in the environment, we're going to be scared. But when we look at that belief and ask like, is that actually true? No, it's not really true. There's millions of people that have encountered guns and survived and done well. You know, then it opens up the possibility of us actually being able to take action. So identifying those those beliefs, uh, the associations, like, you know, if you see somebody who's wearing like a tap out shirt or UFC shirt and they've got a busted ear or something, you know, you might just go, oh my gosh, this guy's a fighter. He's going to kill me. You know, grandma might've given him that shirt and maybe he was just a really bad wrestler when he was in high school, you know, but like (laughs) we make up the stories and then we get paralyzed with fear, but we had no proof whatsoever that it's true. So that's a really big piece, you know, that I teach in my programs that I'm sure you work with also is just like, what are your beliefs and what associations do you have? And are they true? 
And then the key is really just making a decision to take action and knowing that like that first action you take is going to change the scenario that you're in. So I I love this, this focus because the whole thing around the mindset, you know, your mindset is either going to, you know, support you and get through, or it's going to take you out before anyone even touches anyone else. So this is such an important aspect of it to look at it because, you know, as you were speaking, I was just thinking about like my training and in law enforcement, we always are trained that we're going to survive anything. Like we're always going to make it through something. And then I added for my own visualization, because I had two you know, young daughters at the time, was that I had to get home to them. So that was yeah. an added belief that I had that no matter what happened at work, I was going to be coming home. And so when you have that survival mentality of what that looks like, I think it's really important that you pointed out about that whole thing about being shot at. Because first of all, a lot of times when people shoot, they miss, right? They're actually not that great of a target, especially yeah. if you have emotions and things that are happening. I've actually heard a bullet whiz by my head and being shot at. So that does happen. And the survival rate is really high. And when you have that mentality that you're going to survive anything, it makes such a, a huge difference in what we're up to. So, you know, I really love that. And how do you feel like this mentality affects you in your everyday life and how it comes to how it affects because I really believe there's these transferable skills when you show up in you know originally it was for protection because of the mugging and those type of things but how mm-hmm. have having these type of skills of knowing how to not have not have fear or know what to do with the fear or have the visualization how has this impacted the rest of your life it's been massive you know I'll, I'll just give you one example you know this move up into the Sierra foothills last year was a huge life change. You know, 30 years in Silicon Valley in concrete suburbia where if I ever had any issues, like help was like right there. And now I am not just in the foothills, but to get to my house, you have to go through a creek and up several miles of logging road. So it's an hour to the closest town. You know, if I have an emergency, first responders are going to take forever to get here if they can. Right. And, you know, all of a sudden I was scared. You know, I was visualizing, oh crap, what if I get bitten by a rattlesnake and I can't like drive myself down the hill? Or, you know, what if I have an issue with my neighbors, you know, and oh my gosh, I'm going to be alone. What am I going to do? I mean, I've never been like that before. And then I kind of had a hey, Cynthia, kind of a moment and said, hey, girl, you know, you you live in this whole world of how do you navigate through fear? So like, what are you visualizing and what are you believing? And and I worked through the process of looking at all the things that were coming up and saying, you know, real or not real, if it's a valid concern, then like, what can I do? So I was creating what I referred to earlier, those mental blueprints, like, what can I do if a situation happens? And, you know, it, it just settled me down, you know, and the other piece that's really helped has just been the confidence. You know, when you know that no matter what comes up, you've got what it takes to get through it. You know, you may get injured or hurt, you know, you may get some dings emotionally, physically, psychologically, but you can get through it. When you know that, then you can face pretty much anything. And, you know, the, the underlying thing for me that you touched on is that what enables all of that is knowing why it matters that you actually survive something, you know, and you said, I'm going to get home to my kids, you know, I'm going to get home to my family, my kids, no matter what I'm getting home. And that's something that I cover in all my courses is like, what is your personal reason to survive? 
because you've got one. And right. that's and you don't want to wait until a situation happens to then determine what it is. No. And this is where that pre-thought comes in because then that kicks in. You know, that's part of our Absolutely. instinct that actually happens, that we've actually pre-thought that and then that that's going to happen. You know, this actually kind yeah. of helps me roll into, you know, the part about how, you know, I really love to share with people how to design their life versus living by default. And this is a big yes. area of, of designing. And you talk about how you expand your comfort zone. Talk a little bit more about how you do that and how people can actually utilize that to help keep themselves safe. Yeah, your comfort zone's nice and safe, isn't it? But <laughs> there's not a lot of growth there. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a lot of growth there. And, you know, if we if we stay in that comfort zone, we're really letting our fear of the unknown or the fear of possibilities keep us in a box. And to me, that's just something that I feel a lot of sorrow around when I see people living like that. Mm. And so understanding, like, how can you get out of your comfort zone and how can you get more comfortable being really uncomfortable? I think is really important. And for me, like it started with doing CrossFit. I, I don't know how familiar you are with CrossFit, but I if know. you go into CrossFit for any period of time, you learn really fast how to get comfortable with being extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. And it builds that ability in you to stay in a moment, even though it really sucks and know that it eventually is going to come to an end. Right. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's, important. Was, that's an important skill to have is to, you know, when you are uncomfortable, that you can actually push through that. And physical activity is a great way to do that because that is actually a good scenario to deal with because how many times when you've taken like a new class, you actually may feel like you're going to die, right? You can't breathe, you know, you're pushing your body to the next level. And so that's a good way to get yourself in a situation of feeling exhausted, feeling like you can't do it. And when you actually can push through those kind of things, that makes a huge difference. It's one of the reasons why I do boot camps. Uh, or I do like, you know, five to eight day challenges or I mean eight week challenges, right? Where you're in a group where you are pushing the limit on that. So that's a great reminder around using your body for those kind of things. So what are yeah. some of the other things that you do to, you know, really design uh, your life? One of the other pieces just in the area of getting out of your comfort zone is just stress inoculation. It's not going... For example, hey, I want to skydive, so I'm signing up to go jump out of a plane next week. You know, it's going, okay, so what are some of the smaller steps that I can take that will move me along so that when I get to the point where I'm standing in the doorway of the plane, I'm not terrified. You know, I may be scared, but I'm not, I'm not incapacitated. And that idea of stress inoculation is super powerful. It's something that I learned from listening to Navy SEALs talk about going through buds and, you know, how they don't like with the pool comp that they do where they're underwater and putting gear together and everything, like they don't just get tossed in willy-nilly on day one with a set of gear and told, okay, go underwater and assemble it. They start sitting on the ground, you know, eyes open, being able to talk, being able to breathe and working through it right there. And it just gets incrementally harder. And I think that often, you know, we kind of tend to skip those steps. You know, we think like, okay, I got to do the big thing now. And sometimes it's too much of a stretch, you know, and we don't lose anything by saying, okay, what are some incremental pieces I can do so that I gradually get more comfortable with the stretch? And then when you reach that, that big thing, you're like, oh, okay, well, I've already expanded and expanded and expanded. I've already, you know, tested the waters. 
Now I'm ready for the big thing. So that's another thing that just applies to every area of life. Right. That is such a great distinction because you're right. I mean, so many times, and that causes more fear, right? If we think we have to do the big thing, then it has more fear. But if you really look at what is just the next step, like how can it just move you forward to there? You can kind of build up uh, that. I love that stress inoculation. That's really great, you know, but that that also lines up with building your courage, right? Building your confidence. These are all activities that build those things up for us. Yes. Yeah. And one thing that I learned from a fellow named Andy Stumpf, who I connected with through CrossFit a long time ago, he's a Navy SEAL. He's got a great podcast called Cleared Hot. And I would highly recommend that for your listeners because they get a real kick out of it. But he was an instructor at BUDS after he went through the whole SEAL life. And he shared some insight on how he got people to quit, which is another thing that just blew my mind. And I use every day. And it's just that when you have a big thing to accomplish or a big challenge or a big obstacle, if you focus on that whole picture, then you're more likely to quit because it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And if you can focus on like the here and now and that one next piece that I got to do, then you can do that. And so I've been using this like with coaching my daughter through pretty major life shift And it's like, look, don't worry about, you know, five years from now, I got to be X. You know, look at today, like, what's the thing today I can do? And that's manageable. And for me, being able to manage myself so that I don't feel overwhelmed is a huge stress reliever. And I mean, how many people do you know when you talk to them? They're just like, oh my God, I just feel overwhelmed, you know, just too much. I can't cope. And that's, that's where that desire to quit comes from. It's not that we can't do it. It's just that when we look at the big picture, sometimes it just is too big to take in and manage. So right. it's the flip side of the stress inoculation. It's just look at the piece right in front of you and do that. And it's the same thing, you know, cycle back to the self-defense world. If we're trapped in a bathroom with a sketchy guy who's coming after us, you know, with violent intent, And we're just like, oh my gosh, you know, I need to get all the way out of here and out of the building and, you know, back home. Well, that's huge. But if we're like, okay, first step is to get past him to the door. Right. We can manage that, right? And then it's like, okay, now I got to get from the door down the hall. (laughs) Right, right. And again, this is where these things are such transferable skills. I mean, so many times people think of the mindset that this is just for, you know, self-defense type things where, you know, we hope this isn't happening to you every day, right? These are experiences yeah. that are going on, right? They're preparing yourself for what may happen. And I believe that the more prepared you are, the less likely it's going to happen because I believe energetically, they're not going to choose yes. you because you walk differently in the world, you show up in a different way is really a big deal. But you can use these same tools for like, you know, your big projects, right? I mean, a lot of times people, that's why they need us for coaching and to support and accountability is because it feels so big. And so when you're able to break those goals down and look like, you know what, hey, if you just did one thing today, if you did two or three things today versus, oh my God, I've got 20 things to do, that freaks people out and then it it paralyzes them and they're not able to get these things done. So these are great, great skills to have in all the different areas of your life to really look at things from, you know, from a different perspective. So I love that you're, you're doing this and we need more of this. You know, it's like there are more people that really are thinking and being proactive with that because there are a lot of things happening in the world. I mean, anywhere from 
fear in our business to fear in our life to really how do you move through that much more quickly and more confidently, which is is so huge. And so I know we talked about uh, that, you know, what was a disempowering thing with you being mugged. Uh, There's other areas too, like with your children. You talked about how that can be really disempowering. How are you using some of these tools to help you in your parenting? Well, thank God my kids are all adults now, but not too long ago, I had several teenagers and a couple of them, you know, went down the road of pretty serious substance abuse and all of the the chaos that comes with that, you know, lying and stealing and being out and me not knowing where they were and all of that. And and it was really hard to get through. And, you know, talk about fear coming up. There was a lot. Yeah. But going through the process and and for me, it was really essential to focus on the good because the negative was so overwhelming. And so I just looked at like, well, what can I do? You know, I can't control their behavior. I, I can't make them not do what they're doing. Right. I can just be me and be persistently, relentlessly loving and encouraging and positive. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And, you know, every time I saw them, I was just relentlessly positive. And I was trying to call to that tiny little nugget of that essential person that I knew was still in there underneath all the chaos and all of the, all of the drama. Right. Just to stay connected to that part of them that was still there. You know, that was the child that I knew from birth and that I loved so much and that I saw so much potential in, you know, and that I knew had compassion and that I knew had a, a kind and generous heart and that I knew had gifts to bring to the world. So you know, talking about being empowering, that was really the only choice for me because if I'd have really dwelled on the chaos and the pain that it was causing, I would have just shut down. And, you know, the glory of it is that they made it through and they're both super healthy, sober, you know, on their paths, finding the things that that they're here to do now. And that I don't think that would have happened. You know, if, if I had listened to the other voices that said, you know, kick them out because they're too much trouble, you know, they got to learn their lesson or, you know, you can't allow this or you know, I don't understand how you can be so patient with them. If I had listened to all of that nonsense, they wouldn't have come through it the way they did. Right, right. And again, it comes back to mindset, right? You know, where is our mind and where it's at? And, you know, we may respond to our children in in many different ways and we have to see what's true for us and what's best for the child as well. So really, you know, there's so much fear that can come up around parenting and, you know, am I doing it the right thing or the right way? And this is where we really need to listen to our intuition and really check in with ourselves and to know that, you know what, we're doing the best that we can and, and to make, make that happen. So yeah. it's important to design those aspects of our life, you know, to really look at, you know, mm-hmm. how are we living our life and how we're, we're shifting and, and doing things that actually support us. So I know you're in a new space now and that you're more remote. And one of the things I love asking my guests is because I believe environment's everything. The environment that you create that allows you to feel calm, feel confident, you know, sometimes if there's too much chaos in the space, that can affect us as well. So now that you're in your new space, what is your favorite room and why? I actually don't have a favorite room. My favorite space now is outdoors, preferably at the barn. You know, I, I'm in the house as little as possible. I get up in the morning and first thing is I go to the barn to be with my horse and to put my little minis out in the pasture and then to play with my dogs, you know? So my favorite space is outdoors. 
Nice. I love that. You know, I've had a couple guests say that because, you know, a lot of times, especially they've had jobs over many years where they're inside. And so now that they can shift that um, Mm -hmm. to be able to spend more time outdoors is really great to be able to do. So I love that. Well, let's let's end here with uh, what is something that has empowered you in your life? Hmm, Something that has empowered me. There's been so much. I think one of the the strongest ones has really been the last few years being engaged in a community of women entrepreneurs and just talking to so many women who are building, creating, designing these amazing lives of impact. You know, I just, to be immersed in a world of women who are really up to something good just motivates me to also want to be a woman in the world who's up to something good. Yes. That's really been the inspiration. And that's, you know, when I'm feeling a little bit kind of slow or low, talking to one of them or even just going on and checking out what they're doing, you know, on Facebook or Instagram. And, you know, that, that's enough sometimes to just go, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, this is really cool to be able to actually do this yeah. and build the life I want. So, I love it. That's, yeah, that's been the biggest thing in the last few years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you got to commu- have a community that, that that has your back and that you can you know mm-hmm. connect with and have that happen. So I love that. Well, I know that our listeners are going to want to stay in contact with you. How can they do that? Well, I'm all over the place in the social media world. So you can find me on Facebook. I have a business page, but I also have a lot going on on my personal page, Cynthia Scholarker. You can look me up there and I have a, a private, not a private group, but just a group where we have a lot of conversations and some special training and stuff like that. Uh, My Instagram is finally kicking off and getting really interesting and fun. And, you know, I'm obviously on LinkedIn, Twitter. Twitter is a new thing for me. So I'm I'm kind of (laughs) dipping my toes into that. I have my comfort zone. (laughs) Absolutely. But I have a good coach. My older daughter is a PR person. And I I went to her and said, what do you do with Twitter? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm all over those uh, on... um, Instagram, it's scintillate, C-Y-N-T-I-L-8. And uh, everywhere else, it's pretty much just my name. So I'm sure those will be in the show notes. But yes. that's, yeah, yeah that's we'll absolutely have all that in the show notes. And, you know, so people can stay connected with you. And mm-hmm. I just, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and, and sharing your journey and what you've done to overcome fear and how you really support people staying in their power. So I just want to thank you. Oh, thank you so much for the invitation. This has been just, just great. Ah, perfect. Well, and for our listeners out there, I just want to thank you for taking your time for being here with us today. I also will have my free gift in the show notes, which is the liferesetquiz.com. And that way you'll be able to see, you know, having awareness is so important about how things are working and not working in your life. And building community, as Cynthia was talking about, is so important. So please, you know, share and tag friends and get the word out here. This is an important conversation for people to have. So please subscribe and put in your comments. And if you have any questions that either one of us can answer, please tag both of us and just ask those questions. We're here to serve and to be able to support you. And we just want to thank you again for your time. And until we connect again, live your spa life. Bye for now. Your host and spa life curator, Diane Halfman, wants you to know you can download her free guide to start living your spa life right now. Go to dianehalfman.com and click on the link for the nine secrets to step into your spa life. Now, live your spa life where accomplishment and harmony coexist.